Hey, this is the We Talk in Spaces podcast, where we explore the power in connection. And I'm super excited to be here today uh, once again with my brother, friend, uh, Rico will be your host today. Uh, this is Rico. Uh, my name is Steve Morales. And uh, I'm super excited for today. Yeah. But, but before we get into it, I want to... So, you know, as you know, we're in life groups right now. And our life group, we're talking about uh, Atomic Habits. We're reading that book, Atomic Habits. You know, this is not, we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> Wish we were, but it, it, it's a really good book. You should, you should go get it. But anyway, so we just started it and we're, we're you know, talking about doing small habits and, you know, doing getting 1% better. Yeah. So what I've been doing lately is uh, waking up at 530 in the morning. Oh, that's early. That is, that is, that is, that is. That's actually the earliest. If, if I, uh, okay, I've, I've woken up early, but if I had like practice, yeah. like in college or in high school, right. but like outside of, since I'm not playing sports, like at that level anymore right. I don't wake up that early so this is actually the first time I've ever you're just doing it out of your own volition yeah like it's just you know because of the book and because we're doing habits I you know started waking up 5 30 in the morning and uh, like a morning routine a morning routine so the second part about it was uh, running yeah. so I wake up at 5 30 in the morning and like the hardest thing is just to wake up and get out of bed yeah, yeah. right so I'm, that's the uh, one habit second one is running yeah. I've been running the last couple of days granted I can't walk <laughs> 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 our our office here, uh, if, you know, if you don't know, is uh, we're on the second floor. Yeah. And uh, literally, th- there's there's no third floor. It's only no. second floor. And I've been taking the elevator. <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's been bad because I just can't walk. All, but that, all that running got you not walking. Now. All that running. I don't know why. I you know I said like you know what I haven't ran in a couple couple months. Let me uh-huh. go three miles. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But anyways, today uh, I was I was running, and I listened to you know Christian music. Yeah, you know, just to just to clear my head, start the day off, yeah. and I always I always get like uh, inspired, uplifted, and and it's it's uh it's my space. Mm-hmm. That that that's that's my space mm-hmm. in the mornings to just clear out and and start the day. But anyways, today uh, I was running, and uh, the, there's two songs. All right. Well, the reason why I like to listen to Christian music, specifically uh, Maverick City and Elevation, is because. All their songs average like ten to twelve minutes. <laughs> right, it's a it's a whole set in a song. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I run around like a ten minute mile. Yeah. So that's always what I listen to. But today I listen to three songs. Okay, I listen to Goodness of God on repeat so twice, and then Promises, and and I don't know if it was my body telling me to stop, but man, today during Goodness of 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 God, I literally just had to stop and just like worship mm. literally just stopped in worship mm-hmm. mid-road like literally in the middle of the street yeah. like if somebody walked outside at that moment they're like alright uh, we need to call the cops because there's a guy at 5.30 in the morning with his hands out I'll just hear, hear. just, just yeah. walking yeah. with the black hoodie on straight and, hands up huh? oh oh, hands up like I'm not, not many hands up because I'm so tired hands out okay. hands out okay. you know <laughs> and then and then I was like you know walking catching my breath and just being able to just and I felt at peace like it was it was, it was a time where I was just like man this feels this feels nice. Mm-hmm. Like this feels mm-hmm. good. And then the song is just talking about like the goodness of uh, of what like looking back at what everything that God has done for you. Yeah. Right. So it was a moment, a time of reflection of where I'm at in my life. Yeah. Where God has brought me to, yeah. and almost like inspiration or momentum to like where God is gonna take me because of how faithful God has been. Mm. Right. And it's just mm. something. And just thinking about like where we are. Uh, like where I am, where we are as a church, yeah. as as church leaders, yeah. you know, there the world is chaotic right yeah. now, and just being able to find a a place, um, it could be at what you know a space for you to just be in tune with God, right? And it might not, you know, it could be your prayer closet, it could be on your drive to work, right. or anything, or just before the you know day begins or at night, yeah, you know. But I think everybody needs that space to just reflect on how good God is. Your your life might be rough mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. right? But there's look for times throughout the day that uh that you can just really set aside and just be in tune with what with, with God wants. You might not even talk. Just right. listen and just yeah. listen to the music and let the music, you know, speak. Yeah. Or let God speak to the music uh, uh, of what it was. But yeah man, that was my morning. That's good man. That was my That'd morning. Be better than me, bro. I, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't do no run today. <laughs> that was that was that was my that was my morning but people driving this? by got see you uh, all seized up man they don't know if it's the Holy Spirit you don't caught a cramp <laughs> we don't know what it is <laughs> yeah they're like that. but it was a, it was a it was a good one and and, uh, and you know I guess my my next step I want to stop my next steps either either yeah. join a life group yeah, yeah. <laughs> join our life group right or or 
you know, just, you know, set aside. Set aside a time for you um, and, and, and God. And it used to be me in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like my places, people think that's I'm crazy. Mine. The car, think the, I'm car crazy. And, the car and the shower for me. That's, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's when I'm, I'm most susceptible. I don't know what it is about those things. I should give that some thought. But there's something about my time in the car when I'm alone um, or in the shower where I'm like, I'm all gods. Mm. I'm all gods in that time. Those lonely spaces. It is. The lonely spaces. Good and yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, and, and it's all about the lonely spaces because, like, I remember last year uh, somebody was telling me, like, yo, you should go on vacation, like, mm. to San Diego. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me find, like, no, no, by yourself. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, by, by myself. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then like, why? He's not like, what? Well, like, it's it's like liberating. I was like, dude, what if like every single time I'm by myself, like my thoughts, yeah, like really like, yeah. like they, they 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 come at you, right? right. Like the, when you're by yourself, like the demons come and attack you, stuff like that. And then, but then like today, I was by myself. Yeah, right. And hearing like the voice of God and like That's, like so then like it's always like those lonely. That's so good because spaces. when you, yeah when you talk about those lonely spaces we we actually I feel like we have a hunger and a need for those lonely spaces that we don't fill because we never actually experience lonely spaces. Now obviously mm. there's loneliness like people experience loneliness. I'm 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 not taking away from that but when you say lonely space like that place of solitude even in that place of solitude when we're in a room by ourselves what are we we're, we're on our phone scrolling yeah, you know, yeah, from, from yeah. app to app, checking emails, text messages. Um, and if if any of you are honest and we're conscious about our behaviors and our habits when it comes to our use of technology and just having a phone in our hand all the time, I don't know how many seconds goes by when I have just dead time between thoughts or between activities. I'm going to pick my phone up. Yeah, And yeah. We, do, we do that just like it's, I mean, it, we do that perpetually. And we're, why do we do that? We have... And this goes into spaces and the need for connection. We have a constant need for connection. Mm. So even in our even in our our places of solitude, you know, we are oftentimes neglecting our opportunity to connect with God in that space because we constantly have something to distract us. We constantly have a phone or something to to, to pick up. Um, but we 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 really we really. I think that's indicative of and shows our need for connection. That's so good. And, and 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 you're right. You're talking about like the habits of just picking up your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally had to take my iWatch off. Yeah. Because I was checking my iWatch for no reason. For no reason. For no reason. I like, do this little thing. I just tap. If my phone's next to me, I just want to tap it just yeah. to see just what the like, it's yeah, still on. I, I, the atomic <laughs> habits book was saying that like that it it became so subconscious that it's, it's like a reaction, mm-hmm. like a flinch, like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like you turn on the switch to a light bulb, mm-hmm. or I mean light bulb, like a light switch. Yeah. And like they're saying like that's that's how integrated that technology technology is in our 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 everyday life and it's and it's and it's bad. That's crazy. And and then you talk about the just like what would happen if you stop doing that? Right. Right. What space are you creating if you didn't have that addiction to feel connected to something. Mm. To to have your 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 thumb on the on a phone or or you know to be in the middle of a conversation or a text. And that's really the thing. I think that that's really cuz we're talking about, you know, spaces from different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. It's space is not always just a spiritualized connection of worship between two people. You know, there's there is there's like you said lonely spaces. There's spaces of where you're experiencing depression you know there's mm. there's spaces that are that are difficult to navigate through but we never actually uh i think receive the true connection we're looking for in other people and in god oftentimes because we are accepting a counterfeit version of connection mm, through that's good the constant feeding of content to our minds to our thoughts we can't just be still i know like yeah. i'm preaching to myself like <laughs> i cannot just be still i think that's why the sh- maybe that i answer the question maybe that's why the shower and the car works for me because i'm doing something that does not allow me to have a phone in my hand um or or, or typically to, to listen to something but i'm doing something that that is 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 keeping me focused on what i'm doing but my thoughts free to receive from god but that but that counterfeit connection is so detrimental to the life of a spiritual to a christian it's so good and i'm a digital content coordinator man <laughs> so like, man yeah so like, i think i think that's i think that's why running in the morning mm-hmm. like it's it's funny everything that i do or like all my notes on paper. Mm. Like you know, when I need to see something, it's on paper. I don't, 
I, I don't like, you know, granted, like, I have my you know, iPad out today, but everything's on, on, on paper. And I feel like today, you know, running, it, I don't, I mean, yeah, my, my phone is playing music, but yeah. I'm not on my phone. So it, it lets me really dive into what that real connection, that real connection is. Mm. But, man. This, this is good. We're going to start jumping right into it. Let's jump into this. Let's <laughs> jump into this. So, hey, you know, um, a space, you know, that, that we've been talking about, and you mentioned a little bit, is two people and the Holy Spirit. That's right, yep. So the connection of two people or the intersection of two people and the Holy Spirit, right? So as we get into this, let's just talk about, you know, the why. So we talked about why we chose spaces, Right, but let's talk about why we need yeah spaces. Yeah, right? like what what yeah. Let's just let's just let's just like I for me to know for me to do something or for uh-huh. me to want something like let's go marketing. All yeah, right, okay. I need to know why I need that to buy that product. Yeah, right. So then, why do we want people to you know create spaces? Yeah, right. So what why? Let's give me a, a good explanation of why. Why people need spaces, and again, just to reiterate, this a space is the intersection between two people and the Holy Spirit. The most basic and foundational, you know, response to that is because we were designed mm. to live life in spaces. That's good. We were designed to live life in connection with other people. And I think typically we hear that and we it we're, it's easy for us to just disqualify or fail to recognize the power in that statement because of its simplicity. We were literally designed for that. But like, let's break that down. What does that mean? Uh, You know, when a car is created by a manufacturer and engineers, right, designers, that car is created for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. That car is created for movement, to be a vehicle of movement on land. People don't drive cars in water. Why? Because it was not designed to do that. Um, you know, and that can be said about anything. Nobody puts their dishes in their laundry machine because laundry, you know, washers and dryers were designed to wash clothes, not to wash dishes. And so when you look at God's design for humanity in just the beginning of, 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 of humanity in creation, you see that he was purposeful and intentional with the way he designed humanity and their needs Mm. even before sin existed god created in adam a need for a partner and that's and and it's out of that need that that eve was born and so i think just on on just the foundational level to answer that question we need spaces because we were designed to need them Mm. we were designed for that but then if you like blow that out like you 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 know you take a thirty thousand foot view and you look at that in 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 the perspective of uh you know what god is doing on earth right and you look at what god is doing with all of his creation right he has at the end of end of the day a, a, a a a a meta narrative or a larger plan for all of it and within that plan is our lives your plan his plan for your life his plan for my life his plan for all of us none of us can achieve our plan nor can god's plan be achieved his meta narrative absent of connection Mm -hmm. so whether it's the purpose that we've been given whether it's whether it's just our our mental and emotional and physical needs there is always going to be a need for connection intimacy vulnerability transparency with other humans. Yeah, man, man. And we're not just talking about marriage or relationships. Right, we're talking about friendship. Right. Abs- we're talking absolutely, about yeah. like deep down friendships um in, in the thing that we are are talking about, right? And you're and so good about the need. Mm. Right? When, when 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 Jesus came down to earth, he didn't do his ministry by himself. Not at all. He had first a squad. Thing, that's the first thing he did was find find a small group. Like he had a squad. Hey, look, a small group is between two and 12 people. That's right. He maxed out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he He was at the max. But he started with 12. Yeah, Yeah, he maxed out. He had a whole squad. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, if if anybody, you know, I love love Jesus because he, you know, he showed it. His ministry was by example. Exactly. And and he needed it. He did. He needed a squad because he knew that there was going to be times where he just, he needed them. Yeah. And, And he knew by him needing the, like, Showing that he needed them, when he would leave back to heaven, mm-hmm. he knew like if I implement this into them, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Hey, you guys need each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't know what's coming down yeah. down the pipeline yeah. or what's coming into the future, yeah. and you're gonna need each other to be able to, like you said, um, 
do what God really imp- uh, like uh, put into their that's into right. their spirits. That's right. That's right. right. So good. It's so good. I mean, the disciples were given, you know, a mission. You know what? And you know what I love about it is that what Jesus did on earth in his ministry was essentially replicate two things. He replicated the community of other centeredness with which he existed in eternity past. By that, I mean he existed in a familial, other-centered love structure between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. So he himself needs that connection mm, to his okay. family, yeah. the Father, yeah. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He came to earth. He replicated that by, by, by showing, by connecting with other people and creating connections between them. But then on the other end for, for, for eternity future, he then commissioned us to do the same thing. He commissioned us to stay connected. He commissioned us to go Ye therefore into all nations, baptizing, teaching, right? So, and 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 that connection and that partnership with one another is is even tied into what God has commissioned for the Christian to do. So I love that because because Jesus is in in his ministry, he's showing the love within which he exists in his family, which is the Trinity, and the love that he expects us to exist in in our family, which is the church. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's a, there's so much power in that even just aside from the basic human need to have people in your life and to connect um you know we really see jesus bring that to life in his ministry uh, i mean and not just in his ministry but all throughout the bible absolutely yeah. you know i mean moses had aaron that's right right like everybody had like the little mm-hmm. little sidekick exactly, or somebody yeah. to be able to do ministry together it's, you know that's what we say like, it's not just about marriage or relationships like you need friendships you need a life group you need people to do life uh together yeah and you know we talked a little bit about like what spaces are yeah okay and we talked about like spaces can be a, a physical space yep it can be right? a room it or could be a room but also yeah. it could be a moment yeah it could be a, a conversation yeah okay now give me an example of of what creating a space what could come out of creating a space through conversation yeah what happens when you like there's power in conversation there's so much there is power in calm of conversation not just now let's break that down yeah you know i th- i think what happens is we get in church we see preachers and teachers and leaders and you know great communicators and we automatically disqualify ourselves if we don't have that gift or that's not an area of comfort for us and we disqualify ourselves from the work that god is calling us to do because we say hey i'm not a preacher i'm not a teacher i'm not a communicator but we forget you know that 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 communicating is really just a basic function of the human person. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I mean, there are going to be, you know, special instances, accessibility needs, and those may, that may have some hindrances to verbal communication. But for the majority of people um, who have the ability to speak, you have the same power Christ had. And it really is just in conversation. And I think we as Christians have gotten this idea that evangelism needs to look like a program. Yeah. Or evangelism needs to look like a tent in the fields that people are coming. Or evangelism needs to look like knocking on doors or or confronting people and debating with them about the Bible. That's listen, there's conversational evangelism is some of the most powerful evangelism you could ever do. And and you see that in scripture so much. You see, you see um the disciples just encountering people as they're traveling from city to city. Um, you know, you see Jesus just engaging in conversation with the woman at the well. Mm. It's literally just being human. Like you said that earlier, like being human and talking, connecting to people. It it, it doesn't even at first doesn't even require a lot from you. It yeah. just requires your ability to be open enough to exchange words with another person in a moment. And and this is the thing is we underestimate what God can do in that word. We underestimate what God can do in that moment with a smile, a touch, a hug that can bring hope. There there's there is not a science behind it that is so grand that we can't wrap our minds around around it. Literally be human. Mm, yeah. So good. I I love uh you know one of the you know good Examples that you just mentioned was, you know, the woman at the whale. Mm. I'm not, there's, I mean, that, that, you know, it, it, that, that pretty much that sermon or that talk or whatever you, yeah. you talk about, the, 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 it, it's amazing. Yeah. Like w- what happened through that conversation yeah. is life changing, yep. literally yep. life changing. That her life was changed because God chose yeah. to create a space, yeah. right? 
and, and, and meet her yeah. meet her there, right? Yeah. And I mean, granted, you know, everything that happened beforehand with her and everything that, that, yeah. that happened through her past life. Exactly. Like, nah, nah, nah. God created a space just to have a conversation. And the power that happened through that was just... Yeah, amazing. And you just mentioned a lot more. Yeah, you know, give me another example of where that happens. Yeah, what happens? In yeah, one one that we were looking at um, this week is is Lydia, mm-hmm. in and this is in Acts chapter sixteen, and it's uh you know Paul and Silas. This is just prior to uh, them you know being imprisoned, right? Uh, you know they are traveling and and in their travels, <clears throat> you know they encounter. Uh, a woman and let me let me let me just pull it up here. Acts sixteen. This is in uh, Acts sixteen in verse thirteen, right? So, in, in the heading in my Bible, just says I'm, I'm reading from the NIV. It says Lydia's conversation in Philippi, uh-huh. right? So Paul and Silas are just entering into Philippi. They encounter um, Lydia and and a group of women. It says on the Sabbath, verse thirteen, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. I'm just going to stop right there. Mm. Done. Done. That space is created. Done. That's it. In their travel, they stopped. They encountered the women. They started talking. That's it. Now, that's that was the space. There, There's where the power started. Now, through this, you know, if we keep reading the next couple verses, we see that there is more power that God, and that's the thing, just like the, just like with the fish and, and and the loaves, right? God can take what little you give and multiply that so that there's excess, and we see him do this. So we sat down, began to speak to the women who had gathered there. Verse 14 then says, one of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Verse 15, when she and the members of her household when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. She said, if you consider me to be a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Very simple. You see right there. From a conversation, it doesn't say that they preached. It doesn't mm. say that they taught. It doesn't even say they opened the Bible. Wow. It says that they talked. And in that conversational exchange evangelism took place she was brought to a a a decision she made a decision for christ but then what i love about it is look at what then happens is that she turns around and wants to create another space and says hey come to my house now now you see her open her home you see her literally host a small group that's so good you know talking of oh man i mean just reading this i mean we can break this down. But one thing that you said is when you create spaces, right? Before we get into the deeper mm. of what happened in that space that she created, because there's it, it's deep. She saw or the 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 experience that she felt in that space automatically, like how you said, she wanted to replicate at her home. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember in, in, in um our prayer night, somebody said it's like the spaces that you're creating, I want to do that at my house. Yes. Yes. Like people are experiencing the power of God and Jesus in the space that you're creating, and they want to do that somewhere else. Like you, this is like Man. a multi-celled evangelism is, that nobody is. knows. Yeah. All yeah. through conversation. That's it. Like all through conversation. And there's one thing that oh my goodness, that in verse in verse 14 it said this. You know, after this, you know, we sat down and began blah blah blah. The Lord opened her heart to respond. Yes. To Paul's message. Yes. That's it. The Lord did the work. Yes. That's why we say yes. that there is a space is the intersection of two people in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 18, 20 says that where two or more are gathered, that the spirit will be there as well. Literally, it's just the connection. It's just your willingness to say, yes, I'll open my mouth and talk. Yes, I'll connect. God does the rest. Yes. Paul and Silas didn't do anything to get her heart to open. That's the work God did. All they did was show up, mm. allow themselves to create the space. That's all. And that's so good because the conversations, we do it all the time. Yep. All the time. Yep. I feel like people, you know, me and other leaders and not even just just people on itself don't want to create those because they don't feel churchy enough. Mm-hmm. Or they don't feel like they're, mm-hmm. you know, even to a, a part to be able to do any of that stuff because of their past, yeah. what they've done, yeah. who they are, just things like that, right? And that's not the, they don't mention any of that stuff. It's just a simple conversation. Yeah. The power of of transformation that happens yeah. through a conversation. Yeah. And that all starts with creating the space. That's right. That's right. We have this unhealthy we have this unhealthy fear um of 
being qualified. Yes. To to create spaces, you know, and it's not that is not again. It's 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 literally the spirit working through you. That's what spaces is: is a spirit working through you. You're not supposed to be qualified. You are not the spirit. That's mm. that's God's work. You are just the person. You are just the vessel containing the soul that's connecting with another vessel that contains a soul, and the spirit meets you there in that mm. place. It's just a willingness. It's not. It's not. You know, we think we have to go to school and 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 go to the seminary and and become these 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 powerful preachers and teachers that we need to have all this knowledge. Man, there's there is more. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. Some of the most powerful spaces I've experienced, and I'm gonna say this: some of the most powerful spaces that are going to be experienced by the people in your life who need God the most are going to be simply in your connection with them. In fact, your willingness to just talk with them, be in their presence, share time, space, and matter with them is going to teach them more about God than if you were to open the Bible and read it to them. Wow, wow, wow. There's something that you just said right there that I listened to my podcast this morning, and that is T-I-M-E. Yeah. Time. 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 You got to share that. You, oh man, and that, and, and oh, the time is just everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, you time, time can go into parenting classes. Yeah. Time can go into leadership. Yep. Time can go into just in everything in, in itself. And being, being present in that time that you were somebody, it's, that's all you need. You might not even, you might need to say a word. That's right. Yeah. Just be, just be in that. Yeah. Just so good, man. There's, Ooh, hey, we're, hey, we're getting here. Some, we're getting so, heat up in here. Is, like, is, this, is the AC on here? It's <laughs> getting hot in here. Oh. And even as you're saying that, I realized, like, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you've heard this, this you know, um, statement or quote before, but, um, it, you know, sometimes the only, you may be the only God people see that day. Wow. They, they, we have to understand that we encounter people every day who aren't going to, Go to a small group that night. They're they're not going to open up their scripture. They're not spending time in worship or devotion or connection to Christian fellowship. Literally, the God they see is going to be the God you show them. So good. That's it. That's so good. Man. That's so good. Ooh, you know th- those are those are always good about you know conversations. But there's there's those are good conversations. Yeah. That we want to have. Yeah. Right. Right. But let me let me let me flip it around. Let me yeah. flip it around. Right. There was uh, we went to a, a leadership. Uh, like one day conference, yeah. right? And and the presenter, he said, as a leader, you want to have a let's get awkward, uh, yeah, conversations, right, right, like right. like let's get awkward. And you already know if somebody came up to you and the first thing that came out of the mouth is like, hey, let's get awkward, uh-huh. like you're like, oh, this one, uh, well, you know what, I'm out, I'm out, I'm exactly. out. Confrontation, yeah, something that I I personally. I just, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a confrontation type of guy. Yeah. You know, if it went down, you know, call me Ray Mysterio because I'm coming off a ledge, <laughs> right? But like, if not just one on one, I can't do a confrontation, mm. right? But healthy confrontation mm-hmm. or just confrontation, period, yep. is a space yep. that people don't create or don't want to. Like me, I don't want to create that space. Absolutely. What happens in those spaces? Yeah, yeah. That's you're bringing up such a good point because we. We stray away from those. We, yeah. So many of us are conflict avoidant in our mm. communication styles that we would rather not communicate than to communicate in conflict. Wow. And, and communicating in conflict or even just connecting in conflict, that alone I'm going to just pause right there because that sounds crazy. Connecting in conflict, what do you mean? Conflict must be bad. People think we, 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 we have the tendency to think that conflict can only be the byproduct of a negative thing. Mm. Um, conflict often is. And it can be, um, but if we reframe our thinking to understand that conflict is, it, 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 rather than being the fruit of a bad tree, conflict is a seed of a new tree of understanding, then we recognize that in conflict there's something for us to gain. Yeah. And, 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 and you're right, most of us don't want to exist in those, in those spaces of conflict. But a space is not only a heavenly, wow, you know, we see that Lydia in that space that, that Paul and Silas created with Lydia and the women there, you know, that produced for her, that produced conversion, that, that produced her giving her life. That does not necessitate that only spaces that produce positive things are spaces, mm, right? Mm, a space, like you're saying, is also going to be something that may be uncomfortable. You may experience confrontation in a space. And and it's funny because if you keep going in, in chapter 16, you know, the next part of this chapter goes into, you know, when Paul and Silas are confronted, literally experience confrontation with a female slave. So, right, verse 16, it says, uh, once when we were going to the place of prayer, 
We were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. Um, she earned gra- a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High, God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept us up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Here we see an exchange that is highly uncomfortable. It says that for days, this, this, this woman followed them. And, 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 and what we see when we dive deeper into this is that um, she was taunting, right? So she... Uh, extra biblical sources and, you know, uh, hermeneutics help us understand that it's not just that she was a a woman, but rather she was possessed by a spirit um, of divination, or that means just a person that that's able to foretell or tell the future. So this woman was a slave enslaved to her owner, but then also enslaved to the spirit that was possessing her. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she comes into contact with Paul and Silas and they experience a space of confrontation. They're confronted by her. She's following them, taunting them, explaining to the whole city, you know, that, oh, these guys think they know the way they're doing X, Y, and Z. This is not a good space. In, in, in fact, people would not look at this and be like, hey, that's a space I want to be in. But what do we see from their commitment to exist in a, sp- in a space of confrontation? We see restoration. We see that this girl was actually healed, that that through the confrontation that they were willing to exist, it says days. It doesn't say that it happened in a moment. It said this woman followed them for days. Through those days and their willingness and commitment to exist and continue in that place of confrontation, this woman, as a result, experienced restoration. So not every confrontational situation that we have or experience, and this one may be a little extreme. Like, you know, we, you may not come into contact or encounter a possessed person every day. Um, but every day. <laughs> or, or ever, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> but at, at, at the same time, should you come into contact, you know, it may not be a possessed person, but you may experience, in a practical sense, right, you may encounter, let's say, you know, let's say it's somebody in your life who's a part of your family, you know, who suffers from, you know, a spirit of negativity, mm. of just being negative, just being a, a pessimist. And not the type of pessimist that's a realist, but the type of pessimist that don't believe any good can come from anything. That can be draining to you, right? Let's let's say it's, it's a person at your workplace who's genuinely um, deceitful, yeah. who's genuinely not... Um, honest about the work and the things that they're doing, right? These people may not be possessed at the same time. There is a spiritual influence in their life that when you encounter them, our typical response is to avoid. I'm going to avoid that person because they're a liar. I'm going to avoid that person because they're negative. What if instead of that, we were open to sitting with confrontation in spaces where we could actually be influenced for restoration in these people's lives? So good, so good. Okay, really quick. I want you to give me I want to explain restoration. Okay. Right, like, like, not, not like you just, you know, you're possessed and now you're not, now you're not possessed mm-hmm. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Just give me, give me what explanation is in in the form of like, hey, I'm restored now. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, and that's an exciting question to me because I think I think we, I love the word restoration over some of its synonyms. Uh, because I think it's more holistic. So when you restore something, you are bringing it back to its original form. So Genesis, God created, you know, all of, you know, heaven's earth and, and Adam and Eve and humanity, and it was perfect. We go throughout the entire Bible. By the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, we see complete restoration. We don't just see forgiveness, which is a part of restoration. We don't just see reconciliation, which is a part of restoration. We don't just see enrichment or enhancement. We see complete and total return to what God intended originally. Mm -hmm. So restoration in a very practical sense, like let's use let's use the, the 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 those two examples, right? So you have someone in your family who's super negative all the time, so you avoid that person. Restoration for that person through your influence in their life may be in your conversation. Um, you know, your conversation may lead to you learning that hey, these people have experienced something. This person went through something in their childhood that has caused them to never have hope to always think that this is going to be negative. Now me, because I was willing to exist in that place of confrontation and because I was willing to 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 sit with this person whose spirit of negativity affects me, um, 
I still gathered and gained an understanding of this of this person in their life in a way that I can now first empathize. I can sympathize with them. I can find myself in a place where I can speak life into them. Now, what does restoration for that person look like? I don't think that falls all completely and solely on your back. But what if through your conversation with that negative person and through the empathy that you can now show them because you sat with them in their confrontation, now that person sees, wow, this person is patient with me. This person, this person, um, uh, this person doesn't respond to me the way all the p other people in my life do. That person now had a little bit of hope restored to them, brought back to the original purpose, right? So I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, in your encounters and spaces that you need to be the one that restores a person. But no, when the Holy Spirit gets involved, the Holy Spirit can then restore that person's hope. The, through your conversations and influence with that negative person, the Holy Spirit can restore that person's perspective mm. so that they're not seeing things all negative. So restoration is, again, it's bringing you back to where you were before sin. Mm. So good. There, there's a lot to break down just listening to what you're saying, especially your restoration and you know, just breaking it down from what I've been understanding from what you're saying, right? Because co confrontation leads to restoration, mm. right? That's kind of like the point that we're trying to push for that. Creating the space of conversation leads to restoration, right? But I feel, just you know, my opinion, like, yes, I'm not gonna go restore you, like that. that that's just, that's just not you're not you don't have the power to do right. it. God does all of that right. stuff, right? But I feel like to come or even to want to create a space of that, you had to do the work on your own self and your own restoration yeah. with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like you had to be in the trenches right. on your own life and your that's personal right. life of like. You know, you you can't a broken person, you know, can't restore like you know or can't help out another broken. I mean, when they can, but like it's just a little a little harder like sure. that. Like I feel like when you were talking about like the restoration process that that person had to go in with their Christ sure. right before they even got into that confrontation, because that confrontation can go into a you know sure. it can go really bad. But you said, you know, oh well, from that person that's seen it, they probably got like, wow, this this person changed. Yeah. Like if this yeah. person that hope that they saw this person get restored, yeah. I can get that same thing. That's right. Like that's why I always believe in so much about telling the telling your story. Uh, yeah. Right. Like if you if you go into confrontations saying like you know, hey, I got from point A to point B, yeah. you can too. Right. You can right. too. Instead of just right. saying like I'm confronting you, be like yeah, hey, you, 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 exactly. you, you. They're like okay. The moment you get into that, that's that's, that's not gonna work. So I, I love how, and, and and I love the word lead. Yeah. Lead into. Yeah. Right? Because that could just be a spark. Yeah. That could just be just an initiation. Like, it could just be a, that person just being like, just a quick moment of just yeah. like, wait, this, 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 there's something here. Right. There's something here. And, and you never, and you might not even speak to that person ever again. Yeah. But because of that space that you created through, convert, through, through confrontation, yep. she might, or that person might yep. come back one, two, three years yep. from now and be like, Hey, remember that one person that confronted yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. About this and boom. And and what we forget or what we don't often realize is that God is doing something in people's lives already. Yes. You're not starting yes. the work. You're yeah. contributing to the work. Mm. Jesus started the work on earth. We as Christians and as ministers are just contributing to. We are continuing it. So if you begin to perceive your connections with other people as your contribution to the work God is doing in their life already— then it takes off of you the burden and weight of believing that you need to begin their journey with Christ. No, God is already doing that with them. You're just going to jump in and help out. That's that's literally all that is. So good, man. So good. Conver conversations, they can lead to so many things. Conversations can be, uh, you know, uh, conflict. And, you know, yep. they think that, but conflict is good. Yeah. I believe there's bad conflict and good conflict. Sure, sure. And we learn about that yep. in, the, in the leadership yep. leadership books, right? So conversations are good or bad. Conflict I think, you know, good or bad also, yep. right? But spaces, they can be complicated. Yeah. <laughs> spaces yeah. can be complicated. Yeah. We just said good or bad conversations, yeah. good or bad uh, a, a confrontation. Yeah. Right? Spaces can be, can, be, can be complicated, but there's power in complication. Yeah, absolutely. Right? absolutely. Dive, dive into that. Dive into yeah. that. Yeah. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, our, again, we typically have the tendency, our natural tendency as humans is to avoid conversation, um, to avoid conflict, 
to avoid confrontation. And, you know, when we're talking about avoiding complication, that's something that we do as well. And I think on, on just a, um, a practical level with us every day, we would rather things be easy. We would rather my trip or my commute from home to work to be one where there's no stoplights. We'd rather it to be one where there's no holdups, where traffic is not setting us back, right? We all have agendas. We have schedules. We have time frames. Um, and so we typically tend to perceive anything that is infringing upon our ability to keep those expectations um, as complications mm. and or hindrances or, or barriers. And I think what's so powerful of what we see in the next part of Act 16 with Paul and Silas is that what they could have foreseen as a, a complicated situation, as a barrier to their movement, right? They're literally taking the gospel into a part of the world that hadn't had it before. Um, they actually somehow embraced that space of complication to produce liberation. Mm. So I, I just, because you asked, let's jump to 22, right? So chapter 16 of Acts, verse 22, um, you know, so they had this exchange with, with, the, with the girl. They healed her, right? So she now is no longer, um, you know, possessed by, by the spirit. Uh, as a result of that, the people of the city recognized that, that the slave owner um, could no longer make money through her. So now Paul and Silas have come into a place, they've shaken stuff up, and they've actually shown that the economic system can be compromised by the message they are sharing. Mm. So people are mad at them, right, in the city. Verse 22, it says that the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Verse 24, when he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fasten their feet in stocks. Stop right there. So we're talking about complicated spaces. We're talking about existing in spaces that are complicated. It doesn't get more complicated than that. These guys are on a mission to bring the, you know, to bring the gospel, um, you know, to a different part of the world. They're in Philippi. You know, they had one really great space with Lydia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're feeling that. Then a, a confrontational space they now experience with the girl who's possessed. Now the situation got even worse because through their last space, they now find themselves in a position where they're in a worse space. And I think we do that. We're like, man, this is why I'm not going to do this gospel work no more. This yeah, is why I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to quit going to church because it's yeah. complicated. Man, I'm not going to look at, look at what happened. Because I was obedient, God, you did this and you let me be here and here I am. No, no, no. They literally found themselves in a more complicated space. And if you keep reading, you know, we understand we're not going to. But if you keep reading, you recognize that, that, that they began praising at midnight. They began singing hymns, the Bible says, at midnight. And it literally broke their chains. But before we get to all that and the power behind it, I just want to sit with verse 24. It says, when he received these orders, he put them in the inner cells and fastened their feet in stocks. This is a complicated space. And, and I want to ask you a question because that jailer was given a job by the magistrates to keep these prisoners imprisoned. In verse 24, that jailer did one wrong thing and one right thing. His job, again, was to keep these prisoners in prison. He did one thing right and one thing wrong. The thing that he did right was put them and fasten them and their feet in stocks. When you read that, what do you think he did wrong? He made, he made one big mistake right there. Uh, put them in the inner cell? Is there an outer cell? <laughs> You're right, yeah. right. It makes you I'm, start I'm thinking. Always, I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking of like a jail cell. Like, I know, right, like, right. How did the jail cells back then look like? Know, Maybe exactly. the inner cells too. Uh, that's too close to the exit. Maybe right. there's an exit <laughs> back there. Yeah, I don't know. So, right. Maybe no the inner idea. cells had weak walls or something. <laughs> exactly. They just busted through them. Right. No, verse 24, it says, when he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell. He put them. Them in the inner cell. He put them plural. He put Paul and Silas in the same cell and that was his mistake. 
We're talking about spaces. We're talking about connecting with each other. We're talking about the power of being where two or more are gathered. If that jailer did not want them to escape, he never should have put two men of God in the same space. Mm. But because he let Paul and Silas both be locked up in the same cell, now they're connected. Wow, now they can wow, encourage wow. each other. Now they can pray with each other. Now they can sing with each other. And it's through their praise that their chains were broken. Wow. And that's the power of this. And that's the power of spaces and the power of connecting with other people. And when you are in connection with spiritual fellowship, your chains can be broken. That jailer messed up because he put two men of God in the same space. He should have separated them. At the end of the day, the enemy wants to fight you alone. So good. He doesn't want to beat us up. He wants to beat you up. When you're cornered and you have your back against the wall, you feel alone, that's when you're going to feel discouraged. That's when you're susceptible. That's when you're most weak is when you're alone. But when we're together, the enemy can't touch us. So good, so good. And, and just jumping on top of that, man, you need to be around the right people. That's right. That's right. You need to be around because if the devil just attacking you mm -hmm. and then you go to one of your homies and they're just dropping drama, mm -hmm. dropping mm -hmm. tea, it's just going to make you worse. Like That's you're right. you're getting like your step back, right? That's right? Like let's just say, let's go put into the just situation. Let's say they would have butted him with just somebody who was just always negative Nancy yeah. out yeah. there, yeah. just, yeah. you know, talking about, you know, whatever happened at their cell, things yeah. like that. None of that stuff would have happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he was, they put him in thing with the, granted, for him it was the wrong person, but right. it was the right person. It was the right person. The yep. right person. So I feel like, you know, you need right people in your life to be able to, one, get out of the situation that you're in. Yep. To move forward. Yep. Right. And just to live life together. Yeah. Right. You need somebody to be like, hey, you know, you're doing a good job. Yeah. You know, you need somebody to celebrate wins with. Yeah. I think celebration, uh, celebrating wins is so big. So big. Yeah. Like celebrating by yourself. Like, yeah, give yourself a pat on the back. But man, when somebody tells you, yo, you're doing a good job. Right. You're doing a, keep going. Yeah. You're doing a good. You need that. You need that. You need that. And and I think there's you need so to much have the power. right people. In exactly. Your life to do you that. need you need the right people. Just like you know, a little side of what you're saying about like you know they messed up because they put them. Uh huh. Like, hey, don't don't let the devil just mess up. That's right. Yeah. Putting you with the right That's person. That's right. That's right. And every day you wake up and you commit to being in spiritual fellowship with another person, <laughs> the devil done messed up. The, the devil so messed good. up. You can and, and, and he can't he can't get you then. And that's and that's it. So you see Paul and Silas. They're locked up in the cell. Their their situation went from bad to worse. But now through their complication together, wow. they experience liberation. That's so good. The keyword together. Together. That is so good. Yeah. That, I mean, that goes into like you know we always talk about like in life. I've said life was a bunch of stuff, but we talk about like you know people relate. To past experiences, yeah. Or if I'm going through something and you're going through the exact same thing, we can get through this, yeah, together. That's right. That's like right. Like the word together, together. It's like it's, it's connection, right? There's power in togetherness. There's power in connection. And if you know, I I feel like what you're saying about you know, let's just say we 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 attach the word to any pain together, yeah, right? Anything, anything. Let's go through, you know. Like, if you're going through depression, we're going to go through it together. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. If you're going through grief, yep. we're going to go through it together. Together. Yeah. Right? And and there's power. There's so much power yeah. in that word, uh, togetherness. Because, one, we need it. And, and just because, so I guess at the end of it, you need the right people yeah. in, in, in your life. And one thing that, it's crazy, yes, they started worshiping. Right? I wonder what perspective perspective they saw man. in that complication yeah and you put me in jail like that yeah yeah man i'm like look yeah. man, how we either how are we gonna escape or yeah or, yeah. or you're not you're not just gonna be like all right let's just they just got beat and after yeah after they being beat, beat. raw backs bloody on the floor in stocks the most uncomfortable position like that on top of you have to consider the mental time i i, I would have been so gone i'd have been so done with god I know just in my own personal, like, I know, like, okay, God, you gave us this mission. We're traveling throughout the, the lands, bringing this mission to new people. Look, we just watched what you did with Lydia. We just watched what you did, and you gave us the power to heal. You know, you did all of that to bring us to this place. I would have been so discouraged yeah. on top of the physical beating and, 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 and the pain of that. Now being in prison, so now their whole mission stopped. I would have, I mean, that place of complication for me would have been so incredibly discouraging yeah so i mean i don't know but if they got beat if they got you know ordered if they ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods yeah i don't know if they got beaten 
together. Right. True. True. Look, you're getting beat by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, good. Granted, you're getting beat. Period. But like, right. if I see you look at you and and, and just the the just the, the the eyes of you just saying like, keep going, man. You got this. Man. Like, you would only be able to move forward or even get out of that together. Like, there's some mm. times where you can't get out of your state of mind or your perspective or where you're at in life because you don't have somebody right. next to you to be able to tell you to look a different That's right. way. That's right? right. So I feel like if they would have, if one of them would have done it by themselves, That's right. they wouldn't be able to see like look at a different way. Like That's right. in the conversation in the jail cell, you probably said like. Yo, we still got this. Yeah. Like, there's a reason yeah. why we're here. Yeah. And you need somebody, like, for me, like, you always the one that'd be saying something like that. <laughs> like, you would be, like, the one saying, like, oh, but there's a reason. Or Paula. <laughs> yeah. Paula, Paula. Yeah, I'll probably be Paula more just Paula. being, like, wait, wait, wait but, but why? Yeah. Well, there's, right. there's got to be a reason why. There's God doing like, in where this. Where's yeah. God in this? And yeah. Pastor Seth was also a one that preached heavy yeah. on this. Like, you can't see life through your eyes you, right. or your perspective. Right. You got to see life through God's perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I feel like you need people. Absolutely. To be able and to- what we forget, what we think, I, I guess the lie that we believe is that your perspective is the result of your circumstances. Mm. But it's not. That's flipped. Your circumstances are the result of your perspective. When we recognize the power that we have over our perspective, then we can really embrace the power we have in our ministry. And, and, and you see this with, with Paul and Silas because they're in prison. How much worse of a perspective can you have after having been beaten, having your mission stop, now be locked up in stocks? They are in prison, but they did not allow their perspective to become their prison. Wow. They, 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 they literally allowed their perspective to elevate them out of prison. They chose to praise in a time when they were in pain. They chose to praise at midnight, to sing hymns, and to pray. Through their prayer, they allowed their praise to break their chains instead of letting their chains break their praise. Because what we do is we find ourselves in situations and we say, man, I'm going to stop praising because this person died. I'm going to stop praising because this is happening in my life. What if the other way around, we began praising even more in those dark spaces, in those places of pain, then our prison is no longer our perspective. Mm. Our prison then is is released because our praise breaks our chains. That's so good. Yeah, I mean that that's that's perspective deep, that yeah. they probably would not have had on their own. Yeah. They, they they were they had they were able to support each other in that perspective because of their togetherness. Yeah, it's so good. So this this whole story, I mean, you pretty much wrote the wrote the whole ch- you know book of Acts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just went deep down into Acts, you know, sixteen, and you talked about three different stories. Yeah. But it, it was pretty much Paul and Silas, mm-hmm. you know. But let's put it into into practicality. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, we're telling you that you know they did everything together. Right. Like, but if you don't have a best friend, yeah. Right, but you're you're going through things, or you already went through things that you came out of it, mm-hmm. right? But you're not choosing mm-hmm. to step into spaces for others, yeah, mm-hmm. for others to mm-hmm. be able to to lead into restoration, mm-hmm. or you're not you're not choosing to get into spaces of confrontation f- for people to lead mm-hmm. into other things, right? Like mm-hmm. my question, my question to you, right, is 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 you know who there's there's it's 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 not really a question, more of like the statement of like there is people out there, like we need you to step into those spaces. Yeah, right. Tell me, tell me, like what what happens if you don't step into those spaces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's detrimental, and I don't want to be dramatic, but other people's lives depend on it. People go to Christless graves every day. Mm. Many of which did not have spiritual community many of which never got to experience God through the Bible, experience God through church. Those are privileges. We need to understand that accessibility is a real issue. Not everybody grows up in a home where it's just culture to read the Bible. So the only God they got to see was the God and the people around them. And then that begs the question, if they went to a Christless grave, did they really see God and the people around them? Did they really have spiritual community and connection? Were there people, Christians, who were and are, as Christians, we're dwelling places for the Holy Spirit. Did they have a Christian in their life who had the Holy Spirit but withheld the Holy Spirit and wow. its power from that person's life because they refused to have a conversation? Wow. Because they refused to exist 
in conflict because they refuse to exist in complication. It's detrimental. If you cannot commit to tying yourself into spiritual community for your own soul, can you at least do it for the soul of another person? Mm. If you can't wake up and come to church because you feel you need it, can you at least do it for the person who needs you there? Same thing with the small group. Same thing with any commitment that you make. That's why we were not designed to love God alone. We were not designed to be Christian alone. We were not designed to go to church alone. We were designed to do these things because not only do you need that, but someone needs that in you. Someone needs the Holy Spirit in you. And simply by denying a conversation, by refusing to connect in conflict, by refusing complicated situations, you are denying somebody access to the Holy Spirit. That is... I'm all here just... <laughs> I'm all here just going to pause in this moment yeah. of, of, of the power of what you just said. Yeah. And and we're not, we're not telling... That, that's why I'm really glad that we started this... You know, when we started the topics in Acts was the simplicity of a conversation. That's it. We, we, didn't, we didn't start this conversation saying like, hey, yo, you know, go preach. Right. Go, go to, like how you said, go to seminary. Yep. Like we, didn't, we didn't start this conversation, but we started this conversation by, well, we started this conversation, <laughs> right, talking about a conversation. That's, That's all right. you yep. need. Mm-hmm. That's all you need is for you to be able to step mm-hmm. into a conversation and and we always talk about like you know and let God do the rest because yeah. everything you know you're not gonna you're not gonna do any restoration right no you're, you're not gonna do any liberation yeah, yeah you're not gonna be doing the transformation that's right. not you right that's not you you're the you're the well all you're doing is creating this space yeah exactly that's it and letting God do the rest that's right right and yes we talked about like you know uh, avoiding situations mm-hmm. and and it, it's 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 human yeah we're human I. I mean, I'm not. I'm looking. Some people avoid it. I'm running. <laughs> you can go I'm out. I'm you, out. You're gonna join that boy. Huh? You like, opposite direction. Because you can. You can. If somebody's walking towards you, you're seeing the space that's about to be created. It's true. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yep. Right. But just seeing like what could happen in 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 that in that that uh, that conversation, it, yeah. it, it's it's really you know. You know, powerful, right? I just had a, a couple just last things before you know we close up, and and just the power, right, of togetherness. Mm-hmm. I just want to close up with just togetherness. God didn't send Paul by himself, right? Right. He sent somebody with him, with yeah. him, right? And we talked about perspective. Yeah. We talked about you know helping somebody else see a perspective right yeah. i feel like the more you, you the more we talked about this, about this last week also right the more you're in tune with with god you should be able to see what people are hurting mm-hmm. or see what they're going through mm-hmm. right can you talk about the power of seeing other people and their perspective right and helping them get to the next part like saying like hey you have a calling mm-hmm. but you're not seeing it right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right but let's do this together where's the power in that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think there's a big power i know for me personally i did not discover my calling in solitude i did not discover that absent of community absent of other spiritual influences and and leaders and 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 friends just in general i think there's something in just a real practical way about togetherness having friends you learn about yourself yeah, you learn, yeah. you learn, man, you know, Rico really makes me feel this way. Or, 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 um, man, whenever Rico's around, I feel this way. Like you learn those things about yourself. And those are sometimes things that will not be exposed to you unless you are in friendship or in connectivity with other people. So just in a general way, part of understanding and discovering your calling is understanding and it's yourself. You know, God deposits gifts into everybody and <clears throat> gifts that he deposits. He expects a return on that investment. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes your connection with other people serves as the mirror for you to recognize your gifts. It does the inverse as well. It serves as a mirror for you to recognize your flaws or, or your character, you know, shortcomings. And, and, and those are both necessary but they're both delivered to you through your friendship, through your through your connection to other people. So good. Yeah, two questions. I'm going to end with this. Yeah. All right. Your question number one was, how is your community showing you your chains are connected to your calling? Yeah. 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 So there's this whole and and and, and that thought comes from the 
come that thought comes from that whole perspective conversation with yeah. with Paul and Silas. They are in chains, right? Well, it says they're in stocks, but they're locked up nonetheless, right? They're they're in stocks, and <laughs> when we go on to see, and this is the the last part of the the chapter in Acts uh, sixteen, we go on and we actually see that what happens is they're broken out of prison. There's the jailer. The jailer then goes to die by suicide. He wants to kill himself because he recognizes that the ramifications of him allowing these prisoners to escape means he's going to he's going to die the yeah, death that yeah. they deserved. That was the law then. So that jailer goes to kill himself. Paul's like, "Wait, stop. Don't do it. We're all still here. Nobody leave. Stay right here." So he broke everybody out of prison but asked no one to leave. And then told the jailer, "Stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all here." That jailer, it says, goes on in that moment to say, "Ask him, how can I be saved?" Wow. Because he recognizes the, the power of the God that this Paul and Silas were singing to. So he says, how can I be saved? What we see in the remainder of that chapter is that that prisoner or that jailer then takes them, Paul and Silas, to his home. His family prepares food. They sit at his home. They have a meal together and they all give their lives to Christ. It says that the jailer rejoiced because his family gave their lives to Christ as well. Now, what we see here is this jailer Huh. represented the real reason why God allowed them to enter into such a complicated space. Wow. All of that happened so that jailer and his family, ooh, all of that happened so that jailer and his family can be saved. What's so powerful about this is that jailer and his family are now the first members of the church in Philippi. Wow. The church in Philippi started from his family. And it's even speculated that they hooked up with Lydia because she was a, it, it, it says earlier in the chapter that Lydia, it's it's believed that she was wealthy because she had a home that they invi- that she invited them to, so she had property, and it says that she was a dealer of purple cloth, which means she she was you know she was a fashion designer. Hey, hey, she, she did her thing. She did her thing. Yes. Yeah, so it says that, and it's speculated that the jailer went back and actually began the church in Philippi at Lydia's home. So wow. so what we see here, so so when I'm talking about your chains being connected to your calling, sometimes we think that our our our, our chains are difficult or complicated situations. Um it's 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 an attitude of woe is me, pity myself, all this sucks for me. And while it does suck for you, what if you began recognizing your difficulties, your barriers, the chains that you're trying to break in your life as actually being connected to your calling. These men were called not just to bring the gospel to other places, but God said, hey, wait a minute, I need y'all to bring this to Philippi. I want to start a church in Philippi. So I'm going to lock y'all up in Philippi, have you go through this crazy experience when you're when you're in prison, but I'm going to do that because I need this jailer and his family to be saved because they are going to be the evangelists who begin the church in Philippi. They were chained not to a circumstance. They were chained not to a, a, a complicated situation. They were chained to a direction that God was calling them to. And that's how we got the church in Philippi. And if you go even deeper than that, look at the book that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. Philippians contains some of our most powerful promises as Christians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's one of the most powerful proclamations a Christian can make. Wow. It comes from the book of Philippians, which was the book the letter that Paul wrote to the church of Philippi that would not have existed if they were not committed to staying in that space of complication. Man. Get a, get a, wow. Crazy. The crazy right? thing is, is that they were in a complicated situation. They got set free and they're like, now we're going to stay in this complicated we situation. Here. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to praise through it. We're going to sing through it. We're going to pray through this complicated situation. I lo- oh, my God. Goodness, I love what he did too. Like the the because of the space that they created, and we keep we keep we, we mentioned it before is like he took that space and took it to his family. That's right, like the the That's evangelism right. yep. part of it is yep. just so deep yep. when you take that step into yeah. creating spaces. And that makes you ask the question of the Christians. Christians, I'm asking you this question: If you're going to church and you're experiencing community, are you? Are you experiencing the desire and the fire to recreate what you're experiencing at church in your home or with your friends or with your parents or your family? Because that's what we see. Lydia is saved. Lydia says, hey, guys, come to my home. What do we see? The jailer is saved. Hey, guys, come to my home. Wow, wow, wow. This is where small groups comes from. It's a biblical model of connectivity. You have large group worship and small group fellowship. We see this and every person whose life was actually impacted and changed, that person wanted that brought to their home. Christians, 
are you bringing church to your home? Wow. That's so good, yeah. man. That man, what a, what a. Acts is a beast, man. Acts is a, Acts is a, one of my favorite. I mean, this is only episode two, yeah. too, man. <laughs> I'm excited, and and and, and we're so, uh, you know, excited for you to be joining us uh, today as we, you know, talk about spaces right. and, and and see the, the explore the power. Yeah. Of that. And we saw restoration. Yeah. We saw liberation. Yeah. Bunch of transformation. Everything. Yeah. I love it, and and I you know one thing that after you listen to this this podcast, whatever you listen to is you know besides subscribe to our channel, right? <laughs> uh, but we want you to challenge yourself on creating ten spaces. That's right. You know, if anything, just create one. Yeah, just remember create, the conversations. Yeah, just conversations that we we talked about, and and let us know if you created you know just a single number in in, in the chat or DMing us or whatever, or letting us know what happened in that. In that uh, conversation, if, if you saw that it led either for your restoration or for the person's restoration, we want to know. We want right. to, like we talked about, we want to celebrate those wins together. Yeah. And and if you need help or you're going through something, you know, reach out. Yeah. Re re reach out to us because we want to be able to, you know, live life with you and, and be able to go through the hardships of life together. Yeah. Right, man, once again, super, super glad you, know, you joined us today, uh, Rico, in episode two. Uh, we talk in spaces yeah. and I'm super excited uh, for next week. So we'll see you guys. Thanks, guys.